welcome back for another episode here at Crest Talk. We're your hosts, Jamie Kim, Chloe Lee, and Jamie Freitag. At Crest, we believe everyone deserves support. The Crest app provides personalized support that helps you stress less and accomplish more. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of our COVID-19 series, but this is a special one. As you can tell from the title, it's called Crest Chat, and it's something that we've never done before but we wanted to create special episodes here and there to create a more casual, laid-back space for everyone to listen to. It'll be extremely just relaxed. It's just us rambling and talking, if you're interested in that. And today, we'll be really focusing on how quarantine and being in isolation impacts your mental well-being and we'll give you guys updates on what professionals suggest and we'll also talk about how we try to deal with it um yeah so let's just get into it so i know we're all super familiar with the term social distancing but now it's actually preferred to be called physical distancing um yeah so the who started using physical isolation instead of social because, you know, they're really enforcing that, the belief that now more than ever, actually, we have to, we should remain social. Because physical distancing, yes, is to ensure our safety, but not social distancing, because that can harm our mental health. So, you know, we did a lot of research on this. Again, credible sources, if you guys want to look into it more for yourselves. But yeah, so let's just try to practice physical distancing from now on, not social, because we have to stay socially connected through these times more than ever i feel like because because we can't physically be together and you know if you just think about it right before when before the whole pandemic we were going out normally not really thinking about it um not thinking about how much it meant to us not thinking about how much it impacted us right but then now that this happened just think about how everyone's like i'm so bored or they're posting online saying i miss my friends i miss these times they're posting pictures from a few months ago saying i would do anything to be here so if we just think about how we were living before we all went out to some extent obviously some more than others but still a lot more than now and it just shows that you know we were willing we were craving it and we needed times with our social circles and just because we're not allowed to anymore that doesn't mean that we don't have that same desire to you know link up with our friends and grab a drink here or there or watch a movie or go on a picnic or even just nap you know I know friends who just meet up and they're like all right I'm tired and like check out right guys like what do you think like don't you like do you agree do you disagree I don't know because I feel like it's so important that we pay attention to you know our mental needs our emotional needs and that really sometimes is we just crave being around other people so what do you guys think about that yeah definitely um I don't know about you guys but in the beginning of this especially you know I'm thinking about when school is canceled I was like oh my gosh, this is great. I have so much time to do all these things. And um, yeah, now we're, what, a month into it? Over a month into it. And um, I'm feeling lonely. <laughs> I am, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but thank God for technology because here we are, social media. You know, it's sad to see everyone like, oh, I wish I was here, like Jamie said. But it, it is nice to connect with everyone you know over a screen unfortunately but yeah so I'm I'm definitely struggling with it yeah at first it was really hard because you know I miss going on campus I feel like I miss going out to you know see my friends go to coffee shops but now we have to be home and we have to see each other through the screen but I think now I'm getting 
kind of used to this new lifestyle and I don't feel as disconnected and alone as I did before. We can still see each other's faces and we can still hear, hear each other. So, you know, <laughs> it's getting better. Right, exactly. And yeah, it's something we definitely have to, you know, we need time to get used to. And like Jamie said, I feel like, you know, that famous term where it's like, you don't know what you have until you lose it or like something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all excited. I was so excited. I was like, yes, I don't have to go to class until we got kicked off campus. Or like, like in my head, it didn't quit. Like, if you can't go to school, then you can't hang out. And like that, right? Like that doesn't equate in your head at first. And then you, and then you realize like the severity of the situation and how much really has to go into flattening the curve and ensuring for your own safety. So um, to be like, we have to be able to be in touch with our community, families, friends, support systems like that's paramount for our mental health and well-being so I'm so glad that the WHO really acknowledges that you know they didn't have to go through the effort of you know doing some more researching and thinking and coming out with this new announcement but I completely and totally agree with the change of physical distancing because we are so lucky in these times to have different mediums through which we can communicate with each other. We can still do a podcast, like that's crazy. We wouldn't have been able to do this if this was a few years ago. And yeah, and I also wanted to share this quote that a Stanford sociology professor, Jeremy Free, said. And he says, we need to do physical distancing to protect everyone's physical well-being, but mental well-being is obviously is obviously also important and social isolation is not good for mental well-being so if you think you're like weird for being so upset that you can't go see your friends like that's completely normal like that's how everyone's feeling i think we're just trying to deal with it and another stanford psychologist said we should think of this time as physical distancing to emphasize that we can remain socially connected even while being apart and i personally find that so empowering it really does remind us of everything that we have even through these times that we are fortunate to have these time zoom calls you know like zoom university everyone's making that joke now um yeah. we can text we can still like see our loved ones even if they're in isolation and quarantine so yeah but that was just i just wanted to start off this um combo that's casual i guess by updating you guys on this big change in term yeah i honestly i think after we get out of this quarantine and you know we adjust to our new our normal random routines and we will definitely most most definitely get out of the quarantine that we're going to be more appreciative of one another we're going to be kinder to each other and even the things that I hated doing I feel like I would see the good in it and not take anything for granted right like you don't even know how much I crave like I can't go out right now because, you know, I live with my grandparents and it's for their own safety and I'm fine with that. But going to freaking like the grocery store without one being scared (laughs) of germs and interaction, just daily things, I feel, you know, it's because, you know, at the end of the day, not everyone around the world can go to a really nice grocery store and buy all these groceries, right? Even after this whole thing is over, people still won't be able to go back to what we call our normal routines. So in a way, I guess just trying to bring some light into this, it really does make us appreciate things that we have that we think are given and like it's, you know, it's obvious that we should be able to, but it's really not in a lot of places, even in this country. So yeah, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and something that I've been noticing is basically like when the weather's nice out, um, there's a lot of state parks around where I live. And today in particular, it's funny, was actually a really nice day. And we were so scared 
um, touching the gate to go in. It was a push gate that you didn't even have to touch with your hand, but we were so scared. And then when you think about like walking past these people that you don't know, like it, it goes so much further than that. You know, when you have to put your mask up when you see someone, that to me is just like rude, but at the same time necessary. At, but it's just such a new feeling, you know? Right. Yeah, everything is just so new and being socially isolated is so very important because it flattens the curve and it prevents the spread of the virus. But being stuck at home all the time does have a mental toll, on, have a toll on our mental health. So I actually did find this study that was done in Toronto, Canada a while ago, and it was about the psychological effects of quarantine. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but this one was actually um, about the quarantine due to SARS, which was the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, identified in 2003. And just like today, people are told to stay socially isolated or physically isolate themselves to flatten the curve. So the study basically generated to examine the psychological effects of quarantine, of staying at home, what it did to them, what happened, how did people come out of it. Uh, 129 people were quarantined and they responded to a survey. And the interesting thing that came out of the study was that it showed high symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD and depression. 28.9% of the people who were studied had symptoms of PTSD and 31.2% had symptoms of depression. Um, and as the study continued longer and longer, the symptoms increased. And for those of you who don't know what PTSD is, it's an anxiety disorder characterized by avoiding stimuli associated with a traumatic event. And this normally develops after exposure to a traumatic event perceived to be a personal assault. The study showed that the increased length of time that people spent in quarantine was associated with the symptoms of PTSD because the people perceived it as personal trauma. You know, it's very easy to see how important it is to be socially connected. And when I saw this research, when I saw the study, I, I realized how important it was and how difficult it must be for everyone who's at home right now. And we want to kind of shed light on what quarantine can do to you. And we want all the listeners out there to acknowledge that um, if you're frustrated, if you're anxious, if you're feeling depressed, that all those things are completely normal and that you don't have to, you know, beat yourself up over it. Chloe, that was, you know, a really interesting article that you cited. And, you know, when you say these mental illnesses like PTSD and depression, it's like, you got this stuff from quarantine, something that we're all experiencing. And I think the common association to PTSD is uh, war. And that's something that hopefully most of us can't relate to. And now you're, you know, yeah. you bring this information to the table where the entire world is under quarantine and we are all experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a completely serious mental illness. Right. And just the fact that there was a study done on quarantine specifically, I don't know why, but it's like, I never even try to look up studies on quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, we like I feel like that just yeah. validates it, you know, like mm-hmm. validates that there is something to be researched about the effects of how this can really affect your well-being. I don't know. I feel like we, we don't think it's a huge deal. We're like, oh, okay, just get over it. Like, yeah, I'm a little sad today. It's fine. But to see that there's like an official study done um, with a similar virus, SARS, which is also another type of coronavirus, 
I don't know, that's kind of crazy to me that researchers had an inkling, they had, you know, like a hypothesis that this really could do some damage. Yeah. And today we actually want to talk to you guys about some tips and tricks to help you manage your mental illness during quarantine. And the first thing that we want to talk about, which is very, very important, is to stay connected. Uh, We talked a little bit about this before with, you know, the difference between social isolation and physical isolation. But we want to emphasize um, staying connected is different from being, you know, socially isolated. And by that, what I mean is we need to continuously, you know, use, take advantage of our social medias, you know, pick up your phone and call a relative, call your parents, and just take this time to remember that you're not alone and there are other people out there that are in this together with you. If you live with your parents or if you live with your roommates, use this time to develop strong bonds with them because, you know, you're stuck with them anyways. So might as well get to really know them, you know, um, do things with them that you've never done before to, you know, deepen your growth together, deepen your relationship with each other. Yeah. There are also virtual book clubs and co-working spaces where people can get together and do work together, study, discuss books, which I think is really amazing and honestly a lot of fun. Like even for us, as we record these podcasts every week, it's a really good time and it's time for us to process everything that's going on. And, you know, it's a healing time for us too, to be able to express and talk about, you know, what went on in the week, what's going on in the world. And we kind of reassure each other that it's going to be okay. No, yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, like, when we, like, prep for podcasts, we don't just talk about podcast material, like, mm-hmm. like, never once, like, every <laughs> single time we'll bring up something completely irrelevant mm-hmm. to the podcast, but relevant to our lives, and we'll just catch up and, like, we fall off track multiple times. It's unavoidable at this point, and it's not a problem, you know, like, it's just, it's part of the process, so, like, sometimes work can bring people together, it kind of forces you to meet, but then once you're in that, that, um, like that groove you just start opening up and sharing and it's weird because it's like the initial purpose was to plan and talk and be in like a business mode but then it ended up becoming you know sharing stories and sharing laughs so I think that's yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's some light at the end of the tunnel with this yeah that's something that we just can't help um (laughs) but (laughs) anyways I think um you know my personal connection with this is (laughs) so I was seeing on Facebook like a bunch of um, videos of people gathering in in their own respective cars, don't worry, um, to drive by someone's house at, during their birthday. So um, all my friends this year are turning 21. So it's going to be really sad, um, you know, in quarantine, your birthday. So one of my friends last month in April turned 21 and me and all my friends met up in our cars socially distanced in a parking lot and it was just amazing Aww. all of them again Wait, name, hold on you were physically distanced don't worry it's okay <laughs> oh, right. yes physically distanced <laughs> in respective vehicles um and we all decorated our cars and made signs and like wow it was just it was so much fun but i was kind of in the beginning i was writing it off as like oh you know that's dumb <laughs> but it ended up being like really cute and, and fun mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah, like, again, so, being socially di- isolated and physically isolated are two different things. So as long as you keep that distance, it's okay to, you know, go and celebrate. You can still have birthday parties through Zoom. 
you can still send each other cute gifts and cute cards. You just can't be in the same area. So I think that's wonderful. No, yeah. And we know that Jamie has had a Zoom celebration. Oh <laughs> like, <God. laughs> for those of you who don't know, me and Jamie are in a class together. And you know what, Jamie? Why don't you tell the story? It's your story. Take it okay. away. All right. So everyone uses Zoom. Everyone knows that on the bottom, um, the mute and start video bottom uh, button looks extremely similar. Um, anyways, <laughs> <What? so laughs> I had a virtual background of happy birthday, Gia, with a pink sparkly cupcake. Um, <clears throat> and so I meant to unmute myself, but I accidentally turned my camera on this is during class guys like everyone's watching and despite me looking like an absolute crazy woman um i also had this pink background that said happy birthday gia and like a sparkly bedazzled <laughs> oh no <laughs> um honestly the people in my class that did have their videos on were like vis like visibly laughing <laughs> made it overall better like if everyone ignored it i'd be <laughs> i'd still be thinking to this day like did anyone see it but now it's obvious everyone saw it so it's fine <laughs> so yeah I think that's so funny but guys like that's so creative like I feel like no one has done drive-by birthdays before or I don't know it's not as prominent like it's not like the number one way to celebrate but I think like it's so touching you know like and you know those videos on TikTok social media like I don't even know the person in the video but I'm just like tearing up I'm like oh my god that's so cute like yeah. to see to see that people are going out of their homes putting effort and decorating their cars like that's so nice and it, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes, like, in times like this, like, yes, there's a lot of negative things going on, but at the same time, it really brings people together in truly innovative ways. Yeah. Zoom, like, Zoom birthday celebrations are great, and, you know, like, can't help sometimes if it leaks into class, but, like, good for you, like, that's, that's all the more fun, so, like, it's just so creative, and it's, I love seeing how people are doing things differently because of these times. It really just forces you to think outside of the box, and I think that's great. Yeah. I remember there was this one day where I had a, like a pretty rough class. We had an exam and my professor makes us use these lockdown browsers. They're horrible. They record us while we take the exam. Oh, no. um, and the worst part is my professor actually watches through all two hours of footage. What? And yeah, she like picks out who cheated. And so it does give me a lot of anxiety and I hate remote learning. No. But um, <laughs> one day when... Um, I had a really rough class and one of my friends decided to um, buy Chipotle and leave it outside my house with a little note. And I, you know, that really did touch my heart and um, for him to just go out and get something and then just drop it off like that. And it's, it's a small act of kindness, but it meant everything to me. Right. And talking about ways to stay connected, you know, um, Chloe, you mentioned that there's a lot of like online book clubs. Oh, and guys, there's like online gym classes too, I hear. Um, yeah. There are schools oh, yeah. doing like Zoom, like Zoom, Zumba classes. Sorry, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> something I never thought I'd have to say before. But um, <laughs> like people are getting really creative. That's so cool. And that's so fun. Like you're bringing, you know, the place to you, to your homes. Um, but yeah, Chloe, you mentioned how there are other options and different apps too like you can just download on your phone to make yourself feel better to connect yeah I definitely do deal with a good amount of anxiety and I decided to finally try out these apps um, I tried them before in the past but I decided to re-download them and see what they were like right. um, all these meditation apps and whatnot and you know at the end of the day I realized that you open these apps and you sit still for a couple of minutes 
and then your time is up and you close them and that's it you're you're back into reality you know you're back into your situation and i realized that at the end of the day i just want to be heard by human beings mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter what modality is used i want to know that when i talk when i express um these thoughts that there's a human being on the other side listening to me and responding to me with feedback um not robots like i i don't think these apps are doing it for me so right. yeah that's a big thing that i realized um during this quarantine right because you're like when we see like oh i miss hanging out with my friends it's not like oh i miss talking to an app or like you know yeah. you crave that it's human different. interaction yeah exactly so like to be able to that's definitely one of the ways to stay socially engaged is not to talk to yourself or like not to talk to a wall but to talk to people just like you and who who understand where you're coming from and they're you know equally isolated in their own homes but in terms of where you're at mentally and what you guys just want as human beings which is just connection and an experience mm-hmm. a conversation is always an experience it's not something that just ends you learn through it you interact your brain is always working because you're listening and trying to understand and then trying to respond all of that just doesn't amount to like you said the apps that you try it out. I'm sure you just redownloaded though because you have like nothing else to do. Like. Yeah, I was bored. <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, I don't want to see those encouraging quotes from random famous people. And that doesn't do it for me. I need to be able to know that um when I send something out, there's feedback from another person who's going through something very similar. Right. Like it goes both ways. Mhm. Like just like in real life, no one likes to have a conversation where you feel like you're the one leading it all the time. Like that really bothers me personally. I don't know about you guys, but like I want to make it. I want to feel like there's another person at the end of the line, and that there's like an interact. Yeah, it just has to go both ways for it to really feel like it means something and for it to do something good for your soul. Of course, and you know that kind of brings me personally to my next point: trying to understand your emotions and anxiety during this time. For me personally, it's I'm talking to my mom, and mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> the amount of s- random stuff that I just need to get off my chest and and talk to her about it and it's so funny because I always preface it with don't get mad at me but <laughs> and saying something absolutely ridiculous that's completely fueled by <laughs> quarantine anxiety so um you know something that I just keep telling myself is that my thoughts and feelings are valid um no matter how ridiculous I think um others may view me um <clears throat> mom and it's still <laughs> me you know so i was just wondering like what do you guys do when you're nervous well like when i'm nervous or anxious especially during these times and you know personally like i know for all of us too we're thinking about if we can go back to school in the fall and yeah. continue with our studies uh you know pa school speech path school like how is that going to be because honestly y'all like we can barely stay focused on like school subjects right now like it's like one of the least of my concerns because there's so much yeah. like it's it's hard to think about it because you don't know what's going to happen and that just shows that we hate not knowing what's going to happen um mm-hmm. but for me I'm no expert and some of you guys might hate this but I'm just being completely frank I just really just try to focus in the now like right now in this moment like what can I do instead of worrying about because for me most of my anxiety comes from the future right like that's where anxiety like really stems from it's like th- knowing that you can't control things and there's circumstances that you know will come but you don't know how it's going to turn out or if it's going to turn out in your favor so that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from especially during these times is from the future so 
for me, I just need to stop thinking and worrying about the future because I know it'll come at some point and just really soaking in what's happening now. And because I know I have control over what I can do now and I can't really, right? Like, do you guys get my drift? Like, I don't know. So I just try to forget about it because, you know, I will find out if school's opening or not, or like if my parents are like my relatives are okay, you know, but um, really unknown. Right. Yeah. So just focus on what I know now. Like I know that I still have school now. So study. I know I have other obligations and time commitments. Right. And like knowing that there are healthcare workers out there that need a lot of support. So just doing what you can and just focusing like in the now is just Mm -hmm. how I've been trying to handle it. But that's also because my anxiety stems from like worrying about my future. But I don't know if you guys can relate to that. No, I can definitely 100% relate to that. I have to literally stop my thought process from spiraling out of control and remember that, you know, I'm here today. I'm getting through today. You know, I'm safe. I'm healthy. I have food on the table. And a lot of my anxiety comes from school, too, because with remote learning, it's very hard for me to motivate myself to study and understand what my professors are saying because they don't email back right away. Yeah. You know, like I can't ask questions all the time during class where everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> it's just with, it's just a lot for me. And, you know, studying, I can't study because I, I, I'm like really bad at studying at home. I like to be outside, like at a cafe or in a library. But because that was taken away, I have so much anxieties in terms of my studies. But I like to take a walk. You know, mm. I think these walks really do help. Just walking around the block and thinking about how grateful I am to be able to, you know, be healthy. Even like continue schooling. Like, what if we had to stop schooling? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Thinking about the positives. I know that sounds so cliche, but yeah. it's honestly all about the mindset. Yeah. Like, and what are you going to do? Think about the negatives? Like, exactly. The reason why it sounds cliche because it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> no, but it's so true. We have to abandon our negative thoughts and really focus like I know it's hard but we have to really zoom into the things that we have and all the things that we can be thankful for because otherwise our our minds are just gonna go further and further down a pit like actually explode yeah and that's just is not going to get you anywhere right and that was some great advice Chloe and you know more advice as to what I would say for that is find someone you can talk to about it um, because it's necessary to process it outside of our chaotic mindset right now, whether that be friend, family member, journal, therapist. I know with uh, technology today, a lot of insurances are actually covering like online therapy, like through telehealth. And something interesting is that um, a 2018 study of the Journal of Psychological Disorders um, found that online therapy was equally as effective as face-to-face treatment for uh, major depression, panic disorder, social anxiety uh-huh. disorder, yeah, and, and other mental illnesses. It kind of makes sense when you think about it because I think definitely when you have like a webcam and your therapist is also using a webcam, it virtually is the same thing. And it's one of the few, I think, healthcare fields that is completely a replacement for. So yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about doing that, I know a lot of insurances are starting to cover it because it is just a crazy time for every single person and you know unfortunately with us all being in quarantine we are all spending more time with our families and in some cases unfortunately like domestic abuse and your safety at home because you had to like you know you got kicked out of your university you can't afford rent like there's a bunch of situations where 
unfortunately this could be the case right um you need someone you need someone to talk to um because Absolutely. not everyone not everyone is fortunate to have a loving and supporting family so right and you know we're not like trying to say like you need to spill your guts it's like yeah. sometimes you need someone to pull you out of that black hole right like you can't that there's there, there's a reason why you end up struggling and spiraling out so you need someone to kind of bring you back to reality and just to calm you down which is why we have so many different modalities these days like i think that's so cool jane that you brought up that it's equally effective and that that's so great to yeah. hear and it yeah it's so like it's just so important and the fact that insurances are covering it now honestly when i think about like insurance or any type of official thing like that it kind of freaks me out but to see that they're expanding and really trying to accommodate to the situation absolutely i feel like it's such a big step especially for just the topic of mental health in general and this is type of society i think what you said about um certain people getting dragged into that black hole and needing someone to kind of come and get them is so important because a lot of people surprisingly their personalities is to not like quote-unquote bother anyone with their issues right they just kind of keep it to themselves and and just not say anything and really need another human being to come and be like hey what's wrong and kind of drag that issue out of them and that's fine you know it's a personality it's like a personality trait you know some people are more passive than others and it's okay but yeah that is so important because for me sometimes I don't want to talk about certain things because I feel like I'm being annoying or I'm overreacting but when someone comes to me and asks me what's wrong and kind of drags that out of me I feel so refreshed. I'm so thankful that they did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I know sometimes we're not the first people to admit that we need help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And something I'm so excited about for Cress is that it's exactly what you said, Chloe. You don't want to put people out. You don't want to burden them with your problems. With Cress, like, it's just so amazing that here you are in in a community with other people that feel the same exact way as you like oh I don't want to burden my co-workers with this so here I am going to a community of like-minded people going and explaining how my day was why I'm stressed out why I'm feeling anxiety and not having to feel guilty about it because everyone in your community Mm -hmm. is for there for the same reason yeah and knowing that they will genuinely understand which is something that you can't like understanding like you can be sympathetic and empathetic like that's great but Sometimes you just can't understand what another person's talking about. That's so great that you brought that up because they are, like you said, in a community where they know, like, they don't have to be apologetic because they're, like, they just have that same mindset. And just think about how much that could unlock for you and your mind and your mentality and your emotions. So, switching gears, let's talk about how I'm a sucker for the news, but during these times, gotta hold myself back sometimes because the thing that freaks me out more, it's like, it's going to be the news with whether it's like, sometimes like, you know, it just gets in your head more. And I feel like a big tip that we want to give you who are listening is to avoid fake news. And sometimes the way to do that is just kind of just to not cut it out completely. Like we don't want you to be uneducated or unaware, but just really be um, mindful about where you're getting your information from. So there was actually a global survey on internet security and trust done in 2019, and it said that 86% have fallen for fake news at least once, and all of them mentioned that Facebook was the leading source. 
And when I tell you that Facebook, sometimes you'll hear, hear crazy, crazy stories and I still fall for it because I just want to read about it. And like, I don't know why it just roasts me. And like, I don't know if you guys fall for it too. Maybe I'm just super like global. I don't have my no, guard definitely. up. Definitely. Right. But it's like, it's just, so interesting. guys, if you read some of these titles, like they will make sure you click and want to yeah. scroll on Snapchat too. Like their news, it's, I don't know how fake <laughs> it is, but it does. <laughs> it brings you in, like, they really rope you in like that, so, guys, like, beware, like, people are really using COVID-19 to capitalize for their own benefit, whether it's fame, recognition, or just to get more viewers, like, the clickbait going on right now is absolutely insane, and it is not helping you or anyone, so, again, credible news sources only, and then shut it off for the day, you don't need to go on Facebook, I promise you, there's nothing you are missing on Facebook, yes, Snapchat, right? Like, yes. And when I say this, trust me, I'm talking to myself right now because, (laughs) (laughs) guys, it's so hard. But here's something that I go by the crazier the headline, obviously, I'm talking in terms of Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram. The -hmm. crazier the headline, then you should, you know, think about it. Yeah. Maybe it it for your own entertainment to realize that people took the time to make up fake stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I go by. And this is specifically for COVID too. I know you all have heard different remedies or like tricks on how to cure it. Oh, for sure. Right? Like that's Mm -hmm. so insane. And did you guys know that people are getting arrested? Like it's a crime to spread false information about COVID-19, a global pandemic. Please be aware because it's hurting you more than helping you at the end of the day. Right. And I think um, something that's so crazy is that these writers of these sensational headlines are so good at what they do because right. they, know, yeah. they know what buttons to push within the public and they know how to get you riled up to click on it and then view 25 ads on their page to make money, you know? So, yeah. And unfortunately, I, they know their target demographic. Their target demographic is older people, people that, you know, don't trust major news sources. So they go on Facebook and through word of mouth or through sharing, it's like, oh, Mary Jane's shared this. This must be true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't forget, this is their jobs. Like, they study this. Yeah. They have analytics. They know statistics. They know, like, what we search on Google. Yeah. We are not that safe, guys. Like, they know, like, everything's in a system <laughs> in the cloud. Like, please, let's oh. be real. So, they know what to do. If it's on their payroll, they will do it. So, just know their intentions. Again, this is specifically to these non-credible sources. Their intentions, it's not to educate. It's for their own good. It's for their own profit. So just guard yourself. You know, your mind is so important. What you see is important. What you read. When you read something, whether it's fake or not, you're going to think about it. Like, you can't unread it. Yeah. So it's really good, especially with fake news, just to take a really good preventative measure. Yeah. Um, Some reliable sources for data that you can refer to from time to time can be the Center for Disease Control and Protection or even New York Times, they have very, they have simplified forms of live updates that you can check up on. On to our next point, we want to talk about some red flags that you see in your physical body that comes from your thoughts. Sometimes when we have negative emotions, these things spiral and they lead to physical sensations like upset stomach, jitters, and tension. Right, like I love how you know, like brought up red flags because you know, part of taking care of yourself is knowing when something is wrong 
Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of issues start because you don't realize that something is wrong. You're in denial. You don't want to admit it, which is, again, brings in the fact that you need community to sometimes help you out of that. Mm-hmm. But definitely if you have to get to know yourself, like you know your best friend. Like, oh, this isn't normal for me. Like, let's say you stop, you start eating less or you're not hungry or not enjoying the things that you used to. Just really learn to be best friends with yourself and, you know, learn to really identify these problems because when you want to fix something or you want to change something about yourself, you really, the first thing you have to do is first acknowledge it and realize that there is an issue to begin with. Do you guys have like, um, not to put you on the spot, but like, I don't know if you guys, like, do you struggle with this or do you definitely have a few things when you're like, oh, like something is wrong with me? Oh, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, um, definitely when I get anxious, there's a complete physical reaction. Heart is racing. Mind, honestly, people say racing thoughts. It's just blank. It's just, it's just like a wave of feeling. And it's just, it's so scary because you know what you're worried about, but it's, it's more and more in this quarantine. Like it is, there are real fears, right? But you have to separate the rational from the irrational fears. And like you were saying with the news before, it, they're putting it in your head <laughs> to, to think about these irrational things and you can get yourself so physically worked up over it and recognizing those things is the most important thing to help you get out of it if you don't realize that you're in it and, and you're just riding the anxiety wave you cannot get out of it right 100 percent. so like what do you do like when you realize do you think it takes you long to see that you're you know something's going on or like how how does that unravel in your life Right. So basically when I, when I know that I'm not feeling well in terms of, you know, mental health or whatever, I immediately surround myself with people, whether that be my brother, my mom or my dad, or back in the day, I would text my, or hang out with my friends, like meet up with them and immediately taking your mind off it will send you to a much better place. So for that, I would say you need to snap yourself out of it, whether it be through your own way or, you know, my way of trying to Surround yourself socially with people. Yeah, just anything to try to get yourself out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I'm a very, I'm a highly emotional person. So in these moments of anxiety, I can find myself getting like eaten alive by my own emotions. So like we mentioned before, a very important thing that I do is focusing on the facts, like keeping my eyes on the facts and knowing that everything else is just the way I feel and these emotions will pass but the facts will, it's stable. It's, you know, it's what it is, what it is. Right. You can't change it. Yeah. It's, you can't change it. So yeah, it's funny. My mom, <laughs> my mom's favorite quote, and we actually, we got it for her on a sign for her birthday is it is what it is. Cause she says it every single day because me, <laughs> my whole family is so high strung and like worrying about everything, but she's like a rock. Right. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the pandemic, it is what it is. The quarantine, it is what it is. We are doing our part in staying in and working from home and doing all, the, all of those precautions. But at the end of the day, um, you know, me, Jamie Freitag, I cannot. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's what it is. That, that's true. I that couldn't have said it better true. myself, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, guys? We're going to adapt. Sooner or later, this will become normal for us. And we're going to be good at what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're human beings. We're evolving all the time. And right now, all of this is so new, but I think already we're getting used to this, like talking through 
Zoom or mm -hmm. recording through other technical apps. Like it's becoming kind of like a part of our day. Um, right. And just reminding yourself that you did your best and you are continuing to do your best to protect yourself and your family. And that's the best thing you can do. So be kind to yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I think we're all so self-critical sometimes thinking that it's not going to get better. What do we do? What do we do? But yeah. we're doing fine. Like all, I can't speak this for all of us, but we're here and we're surviving and we're all doing it together. So encourage yourself. Yeah, and I think that's something that gets overlooked so often is taking care of yourself. Um, you know, <clears throat> you might have these underlying conditions or you might be immunocompromised, but the one thing that you can control is your exercise and your, your eating habits. So your physical health is just as important as, you know, your mental health. And so you can also take this time to pick up and master hobbies that you were too busy for in the past, like, you know, making new projects, planning time for work but also time for self-care and it's okay to take breaks and start over. And that's something that I really didn't completely understand until this whole working from home thing, you know? No. Yeah. And guys, when I tell you that my skincare routine has never been this long before, Ooh. please. <laughs> yes. Like during school, right. I do, did not have a routine, like just be hygienic, wash your face with soap and put on moisturizer so you're not yeah. no dry skin, whatnot. <laughs> but guys, I have multiple steps now. Like it's it I wasn't used to it, but I'm like, you know what? I deserve it. And if you have the time for it, then it's so good to invest in yourself because you can't be your best version of yourself if you feel like crap. Or exactly. you know, like physically, like Jane, what you said, there's so much that ties in between there's a connection between your mind and your body. When I'm sick, like if I'm physically sick, I emotionally am not feeling too hot either. I'm not like, it's fine. Like I can do this. It's so connected. So if you take care of your body first, like you can just try it, you know, try something you haven't done before. Like, I don't know. Have you guys picked up any new routines? Like for me, it's like this, like that's such a huge thing for me. Like I'm using so many products and doing so much research on skincare and trying new things. Cause in my head, I'm like, all right, well, if I break out, who's going to see it? Like it's time to experiment now, but like, have yeah. you picked up anything different because of this situation? I'm trying to work out, like actually work out more because I have a very like weak respiratory system. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm unfit or if I have asthma, but I really like cannot breathe sometimes. <laughs> and so I'm trying to take this time to actually exercise and make myself healthier to not only like combat the virus, but also just, you know, when I get out of this quarantine, like I want to be healthier and I want to look more fit and toned. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also to point out, like, it's okay if you if you don't pick up anything new, you know? Oh my gosh, I was just at the yeah. <laughs> Really? Okay, so, Jake, take it away. All right, I know everybody, I'm preaching. I'm not uh, practicing what I preach, but it's so hard when I hear, oh, Jamie has beautiful skin and Chloe. She has <laughs> oh my goodness. Because here I am, I'm struggling to do the pre like my previous routines. Right. So, yes, you can be whatever version of yourself you want to be during this quarantine, whether it be health goddess or um, health <laughs> goddess. In my case, um, it's okay, and you and you can't be hard on yourself. So yeah, good for you, Jamie and Chloe. <clears throat> <laughs> there are some individuals out there that <laughs> not bring themselves to do those things. No, absolutely. That's why I brought it up too, because like it doesn't one hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's it's honestly yeah. fine. You need to do things that make you happy, help you cope. Mm. And if that's 
if you feel like that's making you into a better person, and if you feel like that's what you need to heal and self-care, that is absolutely like so essential. Yeah, it really just depends on what you prefer, like your personality too. But Jame, I'm so happy for you. Keep doing what you're doing because oh. you're such a star. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for your support. <laughs> Anyways, so great news. Jamie has clear skin. Chloe has great lungs. <laughs> also, in terms of great news, people are recovering from this virus. You know, around the world, half a million people are recovering due to the hard work of medical staff and the support of many. And, you know, people's immune systems, they, it has been shown that, you know, we can handle this virus if the, in the unfortunate event that we do get infected. But the overall death rate is about 1%, and 99% of people infected will recover. And another good thing is a new study from the CDC showed that children seem to be influenced less often and with milder disease, which is always, a, you know, a good thing. Yeah, and, you know, when we're considering opening up, uh, you know, elementary schools and all that stuff, I think whoever is controlling this virus really saved us with that, you know? And, you know, in a similar vein, testing is also improving. The faster 15-minute tests are being developed, and we're starting to understand the virus more and more. And a huge news story is the CDC began testing for antibodies to see if healthy people have previously contracted the coronavirus and recovered from it. Um, So these tests can help better understand how it spreads and how prevalent the virus actually is, because as we know, the rates of asymptomatic cases have been, you know, alarming. Um, But at the same time, there is a way for us to, to, you know, know who's been infected or not. And the earth is healing. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, Slowdowns in production and transportation is definitely hard on the finances of people, but there has been a huge reduction in pollution, especially in China, there's been a 25% decrease in CO2 emissions compared to this time, which is amazing. You know, animals, wildlife thriving with quieter streets and beaches. My dad even made a comment to me that, like, the wildlife has retaken New York <laughs> City. I don't really know what he means by that, but um, <clears throat> out here on Long Island, it's, I definitely see, like, all the, all the wildlife going crazy. But, um, you know, people are supporting each other throughout this, despite the horrors of racism and xenophobia. The citizens and government are supporting businesses and hospitals, um, you know, through their $1,200 <laughs> refund plans. Get it. Anyways, <laughs> the U.S. passed legislation to give stimulus package and unemployment benefits to people. You know, all around you're seeing people donating money and food to hospitals. People are putting signs out on their properties like, thank you to all the essential workers and everything. And we're seeing mass, you know, Facebook live events. And I think like the, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it was on TV. It was on like every single channel of like the concert from all these celebrities and athletes, like donating to people who are financially hit. And, and that was really nice. But although the country seems divided, I think there is hope that this threat brings us closer together. So ultimately we didn't want to, you know, make this too much of a, how can I put this? Like heavy, like heavy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like our goal. Yeah. We just wanted to, for this episode, we mentioned before, like this is a new thing we're trying out. So what Jamie said is exactly right. We're just trying to bring some light into the situation. Obviously not trying to say like, okay, guys, don't freak out. Like the earth is healing. Like obviously we do have a lot of reasons to be worried, but we also do have a lot of reasons to be thankful and just to try our best just for the sake of our own mental well-being just doing whatever you can to keep sane and stay safe we hope you guys enjoyed this long (laughs) ramble i don't know we're sorry if it was like unstructured but we wanted to be so organic because we we love 
talking with each other and knowing that you guys are listening. So yeah, there will be more of these episodes. Remember, it's called Crest Chat. So if you see that in the title, you can say, oh, this is a chill, more relaxed, laid back episode. And hopefully you were able to feel like you were here with us in the room and just relaxing and talking about our thoughts. We hope you enjoyed and we'll be back soon. Until then, just stay safe, prioritize yourself. Have a great day, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time on Crest Talk. Mm-hmm.